Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. You're joining us here for episode 64, uh, a momentous occasion uh, as we are going to uh, make picks for WWE Crown Jewel. Um, note the sarcasm in my voice on that statement, momentous occasion. I'm Tom, joined by Jim. Hi, Jim. How are you? I, I am good. And for those who are listening to the audio especially, um, you might notice Tom sounds just slightly different than normal. There's I don't want to say there's an echo, Tom, but there's just a little difference in his audio. He's in a hotel room uh, in an undisclosed location in the uh, Federal Witness Protection Program, I believe. Um, but no, he's in a hotel room, so it sounds just a slightly different on Tom's end. Um, he's under a little different setup than he normally is. Um, I'm still in the same room, although if you're looking on YouTube, it looks different because I'm spun around a little bit to a different direction. Um, that'll change again probably by next week, so who knows. Um, but... We are here to talk about Crown Jewel. You might have known, uh, Tom, you didn't even see the title for this episode that I put on it. Uh, Monkey's Jewels is the title of this episode. Uh, I'm trying to get that explicit tag before long here. Uh, Better than that's nuts. There, there you go, which uh, some of this booking is. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, before we do, though, let's talk. As everybody knows, if you've been listening to us for a while, we do a head-to-head competition with all WWE AEW and Ring of Honor pay-per-views, and uh, we have so far, and we do it half seasons, so we do January through June, and then July through December, and uh, so far this season, we have done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows, and we have, looks like only four shows actually left, Uh, WWE has um, dropped the TLC show from December, so uh, it looks like we have Crown Jewel, Full Gear, Survivor Series and Final Battle left, unless something weird pops that we decide to pick. Um, but most likely, this is one of our last four shows for this year. And uh, currently, Tom holds a one-match lead, 45 and 10. Uh, I am at 44 and 11. So that is the current count. We have nine matches to pick tonight or tomorrow or today or whenever it is you're listening to this. Maybe you've already watched Crown Jewel and you now want to listen and see if we're totally wrong about everything, uh, which we could be. We don't know. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, the first match is the Saudi superstar Mansoor and his now former tag team partner Mustafa Ali. Um, so here's my thing, Tom, since I get the first pick on this. I kind of like their tag team, and I was hoping eventually they were going to get past their uh, their differences and want to, want to either go one of two ways. Either Mansoor turns heel and, and starts following Ali, or Ali sees the error of his ways and they become kind of a fun loving tag team baby face tag team i could have i could have lived with either one but they decided not to go that way broke them up um maybe for the best for them i don't know uh but i like both of these guys they're both good in the ring uh mansoor i think maybe gets a little bad rap because when we first kind of met him was at these saudi shows and and it seemed like he was only getting the push on the Saudi shows that he was because he's from Saudi Arabia. Um, but to me, he's actually earned my respect. I think, I think he's worthy of being on the roster and I think he's, he can go in the ring. And Mustafa Ali, I think is one of the more underrated and underutilized um, guys in WWE. We can say that about a lot of folks, but um, Mustafa is, is a guy that I think is, they, I, I don't know why they really want to make him a heel to be perfectly honest, because his background as a police officer, like you could have him as such a do the right thing, babyface kind of guy um, and play off of that and play off his history that I think 
they're missing the boat, but yeah, shocking. WWE doesn't know what to do with the guy. Uh, all of that said, I think these guys will have a good match. Uh, I know you and I, I'm not, I won't see it, or if I do, it's going to be way later. If I, and I'll probably only go back and watch something if, you know, I hear later that, oh my goodness, there was a blowaway match or a crazy angle or, you know, Hangman Page showed up at Crown Jewel or something crazy like that, which I, I kind of think probably isn't going to happen. Um, but uh, you you might see it. I know we were talking about this just before we clicked record, but Mansoor's winning. There, look, WWE has a history of in people's hometown, they embarrass them. They're not going to do it in Saudi Arabia because they don't know if they're going to make it out alive if they do. So Mansoor is getting that win. Yeah, I, when this turn went down and knowing this show was, you know, 10 or 14 days away, whatever the number of uh, amount of time preceded that, I, you knew this match was happening here and it seemed very much um, aligned up to to give Mansoor a, a win, a, a big win for anyone watching on YouTube. I did air quotes. Um, yeah. That, the, the people watching on YouTube saw you do that. It would be the audio people that didn't, Tom. Yeah, well, see, again, it's late, so <laughs> it's late when we're recording. Yep, nope. I need coffee when we do this in the morning. I need coffee when we do it at night. So, Tom, your pick was? Mansoor, yes. Mansoor. Okay, I, I thought so, but um, just wanted to clarify. I, I guess my thought is Mansoor beats Cesaro in Saudi Arabia. Mustafa's not getting the first win over Mansoor. That's going to be, you know, Mansoor char- challenging Roman Reigns when he loses or something. I mean, that's... I don't even know if we'd lose that, to be honest. But anyways. Well, Tom, you get the first pick on the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals. Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop. A couple of weeks ago, before this tournament uh, bracket was announced, you and I talked about who could win the Queen's Crown. And I'm uh, pretty sure we both had Zelina and Dewdrop in the finals, right? Right. The finals we always saw coming is is how I felt when I uh, saw the raw result on Monday. Um, Wow. Um, Yeah. Not a lot to say here. Uh, less than excited for this finale. Um, I did watch Raw two Mondays back, um, so I saw kind of the do drop character and the way that she's coming across and you know her bubbly, like very like excited personality. And there's more to it, so I'm not capturing it well. Um, but it's it's more than it was when she was with Eva Marie. And man, wow, we thought when Zelina Vega came back, what a surprise that was. And then they did absolutely nothing with her other than a straight line of losses. So it's only fitting that these two individuals who kind of seemed uh, rudderless show up on a pretty big event and and for the first ever Queen's Crown Tournament uh, winner. Uh, I want to say it could be a coin flip. Um and maybe it could be. Um, I'm gonna go with Dewdrop only because I think WWE like is gonna get behind that like bubbly positive um, character that they're doing with her. And whether this is something where she has it and loses it quickly, or has it and it does something else for her character, we'll see. But I'll say that I'm not incredibly eager to see what that is. So here's my thing. In any other setting, Shayna Baszler should be in this finals and should win the Queen's Crown, period, end of sentence. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. 
there's a reason Shayna Baszler is not in this finals because they're in Saudi Arabia and an openly homosexual woman is not going to be welcomed. Women in general didn't wrestle, weren't able to wrestle in Saudi Arabia until what the last show or the show before something like that. And, and because Shayna is open about her sexuality, you can't tell me that's not why she didn't get booked here. So here's a couple of ideas. Don't book the finals for the Saudi Arabia show. <laughs> There's a thought. Do what makes sense for your company. Don't book because you're going to a foreign land. And if you have to book special because that foreign land won't accept one of your superstars, hey, maybe don't run the show there. I don't know. It's a thought. Or at the very least, if you're going to beat Shayna after she'd gone on this little terror, um, beating everybody up and you were, you were rehabbing the character pretty well, I don't know. Have Naomi come out after she got beat by Shayna and Sonya Deville on Friday night? Have Naomi come out, distract Shayna so that Dewdrop beats her? And at least it kind of, well, okay, she got beat because she got distracted. And now Shayna and Naomi are going to go do their thing on SmackDown. And it's going to be great. Nope. I, I, I heard, uh, I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp and Denise Alcedo on, on Fightful say, but it's 100% right. And I've thought it myself. No, instead, they turn Shayna into an idiot who doesn't know to release the hold that she has on Dewdrop that Dewdrop pushes back and pins her with. The whole sleeper, like, fall back and pin somebody thing is just dumb. L let the sleeper go. <laughs> Don't lay there and get pinned. Um, so you make Shayna look stupid. Like, just terrible booking. Um, and like I said, or don't put Shayna in this tournament. Maybe just have her kill people along the way. I also heard that again. I think it was on the Fightful podcasts, uh, and I did not go back. I meant to go back and double check this, but eh, crackpot research. We talk about that every week. I think the actual in-ring time of this tournament so far, out of six matches, because this would be the seventh match, is something like 16 minutes. That's just, it's insane. It's insane. You could have made this tournament mean something and you made it mean nothing. And my assumption is whoever wins this match, and I feel like it is a coin flip, it's not going to mean anything. They're not going to do anything with it for more than a couple of weeks. I'm going to go the other way from you, Tom. I think it's Zelina. Only because I think I can see where Zelina as the queen, like I can see that character working. Like her her being the, uh, I don't want to use that word because, I, again, I don't want us to get the explicit tag, um, but her being the very mean um, witchy, we'll use that, but maybe with a different letter, um, queen, uh, but would I be shocked if it's Dewdrop? No, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. And if this match goes more than five minutes, I'll be shocked the way they booked the whole tournament. So uh, I don't know. Just, they could have done something really cool. The, the first queen's crown tournament should have meant something. And yeah, I don't think they've made it mean anything. And I'm not sure they made the king of the ring make, make mean a whole lot more than that either, Tom. Um, so the King of the Ring final, we'll jump to that next. Uh, that'd be me on the pick for Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. So I think you got two things going on here. I, I think this is a flip, too, to be perfectly honest. Xavier Woods has talked online a lot about how much he wants wanted to be king. He just can't wait to be king. I feel like I'm on the Lion King here. Um, and they've told a, an interesting story, although I haven't watched a lot of it on TV. And from what I've caught from other people, they don't seem to be telling it as much on TV as they've told it online, which is a little bit weird. Um, and then you have Finn Balor, who is coming to Raw. Am I right on that? I think he's on Raw. Yeah. Um, okay. 
I'm so confused right now because everybody's on every show for these last couple of weeks. No, you're 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 not wrong, and it it's my my lack of remembering that challenges me in making picks today. <laughs> oh, I, I I'm with you because you know the new rosters quote unquote take effect on Friday. I'm sure that will only be true if most of the roster actually makes it back for SmackDown. But um, maybe that's why Charlotte's not in this show. They want to make sure they have her for SmackDown. You know, have a crew back here for SmackDown. Probably not a bad idea, actually, um, since it's not like you're going to put Braun Breaker on SmackDown. But anyways, um, King of the Ring final. Other other crabbiness about WWE inside. Um, I just don't know what you do with Xavier Woods if he wins. I'm not sure what you do with him if he loses either. But you just throw him back in the tag team and him and Kofi go on to SmackDown and do their thing. Um you know, the New Day and the Usos, we see that for the 900th time, but we haven't seen it in a while. That's always good. Um, but but I can hear the the prince has become the king. Um, and I've been thinking that all along this tournament. You know, I can hear the Finn Balor um, promo. And, and I don't know, does Finn maybe go heel to win a little bit? Because a heel Finn Balor challenging a big e, uh, face Big E on Raw, that could be fun. I could get behind that. Um, so I'm going to go Finn because I just don't King Xavier Woods, I think is fun for a day or three, but I don't, they haven't done enough to make me care about Xavier Woods as a single, which is too bad because the guy's actually really talented. Yeah. My pick is also Finn Balor. I think it makes the most sense from a singles perspective and for like a long-term piece. I do like what you said. Um, uh, and I hadn't thought about it in that terminology, but that is a kind of a cool tagline, you know, from Prince to King. You know, Xavier Woods great. This is this is exciting and it's been kind of fun to watch him like really go after the crown and really be seeking after this. Um he's he and Kofi, you know, forever are are now the tag team. And until until one of them, uh one of the new day members, one of them, I should be more specific, goes to NXT, you know, where we really have, you know, no longer a duo of the former New Day or the continued New Day without it being what they are or what they have been. Um, the two people that are together, you know, most likely will always be linked only because even though Vince hates tag teams, they lack the creativity to, to, to give each individual talent their own kind of path. You know, I think back when Kofi was champion, it was Biggie and Xavier who were primarily in tag ranks. So, yeah. And oh, for a while, I mean, early on, it was Biggie and Kofi were really the main, and Xavier would be in there every once in a while or for six mans. Yeah, and and again, thinking about how this tournament played out, again, we didn't see the bracket, and we made kind of you know some some we threw out some names that could have been. We we didn't even come close to the mark here. We probably should have had Finn Balor in there. I don't think we even talked about Finn Balor and and that. So him being in the final doesn't bother me, and Xavier doesn't bother me. I just. I just don't know where you go. And don't get me wrong. If you have a chance to watch this or if I end up watching this, I have no doubt it'll be a good match. Both guys are talented um, in ring. They just haven't done a good job telling a story in my mind. Um, but in ring, there's certainly nothing wrong with Finn Balor or Xavier Woods. Uh, I remember we saw Xavier Woods at an FCW show when we were in Orlando years ago. Um, and he was Consequences Creed still back then. Or he was Austin Creed, I think, on that show. Um was his first NXT name. And, and I remember thinking like he was 
leaps and bounds ahead of most of the other guys that were on that FCW show, even though many of them now have had, you know, WrestleMania matches um, and other things since she was on that show. Uh, Richie Steamboat, I got to see, you know, or I got to meet him. He didn't wrestle. He was injured. But anyways, still have a picture with Richie. But, uh, well, Tom, you get the uh, first pick on the Raw Tag Team title match. Uh, for the 947th time, RK Bro of Randy Orton and, and Riddle, I almost said Matt Riddle, why would we want to use a first name, uh, defend their titles versus the former champs, AJ Styles and Omos. What what say you here, sir? This is set up for the audience to be in awe of uh, Omos, and that's really about it. Regardless of that, um, they're not winning the titles back. Orton and Riddle remain champions. They stay on. These are both teams that are still going to be on Raw, but I don't think you move the belts off Riddle or Randy Orton at this point. So RK Bros continue to, to reign. I've gone back and forth as I've thought about this one because I think RK Bros title reign is coming to an end sooner rather than later. Um, I think at some point Orton's going to turn on Riddle. I think we've all seen that coming from day one. Um, and I think it's just a matter of when uh, you probably get to Orton and Riddle at Survivor Series, so you don't have to do it here at Crown Jewel. You could certainly do it on Raw uh, any one of these upcoming weeks, and you could flip the titles to AJ and almost then if you want to, or you could flip them to the Street Profits, I guess, are coming to Raw. Alpha Academy's coming to Raw. I wouldn't mind seeing that, actually, because I like Alpha Academy a little bit. Um, you know, haven't built them worth of crap, so, you know, they probably won't, but they'll probably be the Street Profits. Um but I, I think you're right. For the Saudi crowd, I don't think flipping the belts to AJ and almost makes a ton of sense. Will I be stunned if it happens? No. Um, if they do the turn here because it's a big show and it's in Saudi and whatever. But I think Orton and Riddle, and maybe they win, but there's some sort of like disagreement. And so it starts, you know, or keeps the ball rolling. I mean, not like they've been best friends anyways. In Riddle's mind, they have been. But in, in Randy's, you know, he kind of has tolerated him and he likes it every once in a while. But then he... Um, I got to admit, I'm, I'm a little sorry of how I, the order I put these matches in Tom, because that means I get the first pick on the next one and edge has been your Achilles heel in this competition. Um, so I would have loved to have heard your pick on this first, just cause I'm not sure. Um, hell in a cell I, again, this is going to be good. I, I think, uh, first hell in a cell match in Saudi Arabia, I think Fiend and Goldberg was not hell in a cell. I don't. Did Rollins maybe have a Hell in a Cell match with Fiend in Saudi? I don't remember. I don't think it was a Cell match. I think it was like okay. a false count anywhere. Okay. And there has been a cage match in Saudi Arabia. Rock and Roman had a cage match um, in Saudi Arabia back in 2018. Um, and I know because I actually did a little bit of research for our later match that we'll be talking about. But um, Edge and Rollins, you know, this has been a, a well-told um, story. I think this is... Maybe the match on the card with the best long-term storytelling that they've been doing over time with this one. Uh, they've told some decent stories with some of the other matches too, but um, as we get into the the higher end here of matches, but uh, Hell in a Cell, Edge, Rollins, this obviously is the blow-off for the feud. Um, you would think in a blow-off that Edge would win because the babyface wins and go ho goes home happy and everybody blah, blah, blah. But Edge kind of seems to me to be the he's here for a little while and then he's gone. He's here for the big shows and then he's gone. And then, you know, he's not full, full time. 
So I think Seth wins this match. Um, I just think, and again, because I think you can go straight to Seth Rollins, Big E. I think that could be Big E's first challenger on Raw very easily. Uh, and I don't think that works if Edge wins this match. So I think you have Seth win the match. Edge goes away hurt um, or something. And then, uh, you know, comes back for Survivor Series or Rumble or whatever uh, at some point here in the future. That's what I'm going to go with. Seth Rollins. I hope he doesn't come back to cost Seth Rollins the title, though. And then we get Edge Rollins 97 at uh, Royal Rumble. So uh, are you picking up that I'm a little tired of rematches in WWE? Um, well, and not only that, but these two are again following each other to the same brand uh, in the draft or in the post-draft. Right. When the draft has happened, but the actual, again, like you mentioned, it they take effect Friday if you come back from Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> You're either and, 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 your new brand or your new grave, one of the two. <laughs> I, I shouldn't joke like that. I mean, it's obviously not, but it's just I don't, the whole thing. Well, um, it, it was going to be one of us, and um, it was almost me, so I'm not mad that you did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Edge here. Uh, my pick is Edge because I think WWE wants the, the good guy to, to win this feud and go over in the end. And I think that um, when you consider the Saudi audience, Saudi audience, that's, I'll say that fast seven times, uh, they want the names. They want the legends. And thus we have a match we'll talk about later with a guy who doesn't belong in the ring anymore. Um, so, hey, Ed, stop being mean to Biggie. No, not talking about Biggie. Uh, <laughs> so, Edge is my pick here, and, and and I'll say this: I I do think Rollins could be one of the first challengers for Big E because you have to wonder what what's going to be the the path or the story for these guys. And again, let's remember WWE booking Jim. If Rollins can lose here, and it won't matter, he could still challenge Big E next week. Because they they're gonna they're gonna act like this happened, but like it's not a big deal on that scheme. Well, uh, because nothing ever matters. I mean, nothing happens that matters. I mean, let's be honest. It's just, and I know I sound like I'm you know crabby Jim here um, on episode sixty four, but nothing WWE books matters. They just do whatever the heck they want. Um, they push who they want when they want. They de push who they want when they want. So that's you know that's just the nature of the beast, I guess. Well, let's move on to, I think, the match you were just referring to. I can't imagine who else it would be, but it's the no-holds-barred match uh, between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Goldberg has threatened to murder Bobby Lashley on no less than three or four occasions as they built this this match. <laughs> and again, maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but do we have to do the... And I know people have said it for 100, I'll kill him, I'll kill him, whatever, you know. I don't know. It feels weird in Saudi Arabia. It just feels weird. That's my statement. Tom, who do you think's winning this match? For all the wrong reasons, it's Bill Goldberg. Um, and, and again, this is going to be one of those things where it's going to happen, and then you're not going to. It's not going to matter. You're not going to care. Uh, Bobby Lashley does not deserve to lose here. Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, deserves better. He did have an amazing 2021. Uh, I think we've talked about that here before when we're talking about his title reign and it wasn't uh, bad at all, even though I think that we did it, did him, did him, did the title switch in him losing the Big E with the cash in to try to like compete with Monday Night Football, short-sighted uh, and it was not a lot of follow-up. Uh, but yeah, the story is again that the good guy gets revenge in the end and this again, at least there's some story behind this match. I'm not happy it's happening. 
And I, and unfortunately, I don't think it's the last we see of Goldberg. I hope it is. Wouldn't it be great to end your story, storied career or your, your legendary career uh, and go out with a win? This could be that. Um, it probably won't be because everybody's money hungry. So, um, uh, well, the, the, the bigger question for me versus who will win, because I'm pretty confident about Goldberg, is how long will this match go? Is it five and a half minutes or greater or, or less than, which we did earlier in the year when it was Goldberg versus Drew? Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, like, so they do the no-holds-barred thing, um, and then, so then how long does it last? Like, I think, I think you're, you're asking the right question. Cause if you do a five minute, no holds barred match, I don't know. That just feels weird to me. Um, like that feels like it should be epic. And I don't think this is going to be epic. Um, you know, is Goldberg I'll, I'll, son do, here? I'll do respect to Bobby Lashley. Uh, this match has no chance of being epic. You're right. On the positive side, <laughs> I don't want to say epic failure, but um, so I, I did just Google really quick because I knew I had read it recently. Uh, Goldberg recently said in an interview that he is signed through until 2023, runs through 22 and 23, I think, and has him working two matches per year. Um, so this would be. Well, it's a second for sure. It might even be his third match this year. I'd have to think if he wrestled one earlier in the year. But he worked SummerSlam, obviously, with Lashley. Um, yeah, and he worked, so, he worked Drew, Drew at Rumble. Okay, that's right. So three matches this year. Obviously, you know, Saudi Arabia, right? You get big money for those shows. So, um, and, I, you know, people can take fault with that if they want. And and yet I also understand, like, I, I don't know. I see every side of that. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna pass judgment on that piece. Other than to say, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Goldberg shouldn't be in the ring. Um, and Goldberg shouldn't be beating Bobby Lashley here, but he's gonna. Uh, and probably his son helps him or something. I don't know. Please don't let his son spear Bobby Lashley or let his son put Bobby Lashley in the hurt lock or anything stupid like that. Um, just let Goldberg beat him. That's fine. I, I, I Honestly, I don't want his son involved at all, but I, I think he's gonna be. Um yeah, Goldberg wins. And like you said, and on Monday it won't matter. But other than Bobby Lashley, he'll probably come out ticked off and he'll beat up four or five people and, and they'll try to get him his heat back that way. Uh, which is that part of trying to revive it, I guess, is okay with me if you're going to do the loss because Bobby Lashley should be booked strongly. And if you're going to give him the loss, at least let him come out and destroy some folks on Monday um, to get him get him back. Bobby Lashley could also be the first challenge, the next, uh, not first challenger, but the next challenger for Big E. Obviously the first challenger is coming up here in a couple of matches. I think that'll be his first defense. Yes. Um, I, no. think he, I think he had a rematch with Lashley. He had, so he had a couple of draws. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Two, two in the same night, in fact, because um, one ended up in a Gaga finish. So uh, Goldberg wins this one. And then we move into, we were just flying through the show, Tom, but we are recording late at night, folks. So um, if we're not. And it's WWE. I can guarantee you, no matter when we record, when we talk about full gear, it's going to be a little bit more of a spirited conversation. I think you're right. So. I, yeah, I think you're right. SmackDown women's title match, uh, the second women's match. So 
I think this will be the first Saudi show with two women's matches on the show, uh, which, you know, I guess a step in the right direction. We'll see uh, Becky Lynch defend her title against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in their uh, their best uh, head-to-toe coverings, uh, since that's, you know, the way it works in Saudi. Um, and that's whatever. Um, I guess I don't get as worried about what they wear, other than it's just funny that they have to. Um, but I, I kind of thought this was going to get turned into a four-way, Tom, especially after reading, I did not see Monday night, but after reading kind of how Raw ended, um, I thought maybe they were going to put Charlotte in, and I even thought, um, and and I give Fightful credit for this, but I, I'd kind of had the same thought, although they fleshed it out a little better when I listened to the Raw post show, um, that maybe they were going to do like the, uh, what was it, WrestleMania 2000, I think, where you had Angle, Benoit, and Jericho uh, for the European and the Intercontinental titles. Maybe they were going to do that here for the Raw and the Women's, or Raw and SmackDown Women's titles. And so maybe you have... Charlotte win the SmackDown title and and maybe Becky wins the Raw. So maybe you actually do flip the titles or maybe you have Sasha win one of them or you have Bianca win one of them or something. But maybe you flip them that way instead of doing what I think they're going to do, which is just Charlotte walks out with the blue title belt on. Uh, well, she might not on Friday because if they're not back from Saudi Arabia, the blue title belt's going to be with Becky in Saudi. So maybe Becky walks out with the red one you know, on Monday and they just switch them uh, without really switching them which is dumb. <laughs> like you, you, you get to tell the story. So here's a crazy idea. Tell a story. Um, it, it, you, there's a lot of different ways you could do it. Just do it. You could have had Bianca win the raw title from Charlotte on Monday night and then have Sasha win the SmackDown title. And then you could flip them back to, you know, get them back to Charlotte and Becky. Eventually again, you, you get to write the story. WWE, um, your job it's literally what you do anyways this match that we're getting since we're not getting that four-way apparently unless they change something at the last minute uh becky bianca and sasha i i see well it makes a ton of sense for sasha banks to win because she's the one who's going to be on smackdown um they still have the problem of the the raw title on charlotte they didn't had bianca won the raw title on monday i would have 100 percent said sasha banks was winning this match because then you're flipping the belt since they had, you know, the the kind of non-finished whatever, Charlotte keeps the belt. I, Becky keeps the belt here. I don't see any way she loses this title because they they haven't they booked themselves into a corner yet again. Yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say that they're gonna give it to Sasha here. I'm gonna say that they're gonna get that. My brand. fantasy team hopes you're right. <laughs> they're, they're they're gonna get that brand alignment without just doing a handover. Um, now. If they just do a handover of the belts, I will sigh audibly that you're going to hear it from Michigan to Nebraska. Uh, but, th- but this is the right move to make when you think of who who goes where. You know, to quote Bianca, "You don't go here." Well, let's that's let's put the let, let's yeah let's put the belt where it goes here. So that's Sasha. That's that's the only logical thing here. And again, I know I'm talking about WWE picks, WWE booking and logical and those things often in the same sentence don't align. Um, my hypothesis outside of that pick of Sasha winning the belt. So she brings it over to SmackDown and then it's kind of where it belongs is even though the roster is going to affect again, raw roster is going to affect on Monday not Friday, I think someone like a Becky Lynch shows up and 
gets the title from Charlotte, maybe or maybe Bianca. Someone, someone in this match. Um, I think two of these three will will be champions come Monday, October twenty fifth. Um, but we'll see. Here's the only problem: if if they do that, what if they're not back in time? I, I know that's the mystery. That's the wild card. I understand. I mean, then I guess you send Rhea Ripley over quick to win the title, and you solve it on Monday. But um, side note: Rhea, Rhea Ripley loses belts. She um, she she lost her women's title in her luggage in Albuquerque. So she did, and she uh, wrestled in Damian Priest pants. I, I mean, they got to release a figure of Rhea in Damian Priest pants now, don't they? I mean, that's just like, and that sounds dirty when I say it, but it, I don't mean it in any way other than just I, that's the case. She wore, which I kind of laugh because I don't know, I'd have to see the two of them next to each other. But I feel like Damien Priest is significantly taller than Rhea Ripley. She just cuffed the ankles. It's okay. She, she must have. And maybe they're the same size in the waist. But again, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Like, there are other people on the roster I'm sure I could come up with that I would think like seem more her size than Damien Priest. Now, granted, his look is similar. Um, so, you know, more of the leather and that sort of thing. So it would fit her character well, but I'm like, holy tailoring to get Damien Priest's pants. Uh, kudos. I mean, and, and good job, Damien, for being a good guy and helping her out. Um, that's got to stink to not have your gear with you and lose the women's tag title without actually losing the women's tag title. Um, not the first belt that's gotten stolen. Walter lost his UK title. Jericho lost the AEW title. Those were returned, so... Hopefully her title will show back up too. Um, but if not, it's not like WWE focuses on it. So, hey. Uh, I, you know, they could have some fun with that. This, this is a totally aside that has nothing to do with Crown Jewel. They could have some fun with that and have Nikki Ash as the almost superhero be on the lookout for the stolen title belt. Um, I mean, again, you get to write it. Like, okay, this thing happened in the real world. Like, have some fun with it. Like, have Rhea upset that she lost the title and feel like she was, you know, I don't know, like it was her fault somehow or whatever, you know, which I'm sure it wasn't. It's, you know, things happen when you travel, but um, have her feeling down about it. And Nikki helps her. Of course, they're going to have to recover the belt before Nikki can help her find it, but they can, they can grab a re replica or something. I mean, they can get another belt, but I don't know. You could do something with that. All right, so another another difference for us, a, a couple of differences, uh, three of them, I think, so far. Um, I wasn't writing these down, but I've seen you have been, Tom, so that's good. Um, and I hope I remember when I make my picks on our fantasy league to actually pick the people I said I did. Um, but we're not we're not with, beholden to that either at that point. Uh, so, Tom, you get the first pick then, I believe, here with the WWE title match, Big E versus Drew McIntyre. Let me just say this before you make your pick, Tom, again. And I don't mean to keep harping on the Saudi Arabia stuff. But given the situation that happened in Saudi Arabia, or well, to a Saudi Arabian citizen, U.S. citizen as well, um, if I remember the story right, um, the awful murder situation that we know what I'm talking about, like, you, you can't send Drew McIntyre out there with the sword, can you? You can shouldn't. You? you shouldn't. Like, he can still go out with his bagpipes, and but he, he can't go out there. No. They're going to do it, aren't they, Tom? They're going to do it. I, I feel less. I feel less so they will. Um, let's maybe maybe he'll, um, you know, like sword in the stone, get it in at the stage, and then it sends off the pyro, and then he leaves it there. We'll see. Um, I, anyway, swords aside, <laughs> swords and pyro aside, this is actually 
this has been built, built pretty well. I think it's really quick. I wish they hadn't gotten here that quick, but it, knowing that they're they're breaking these guys apart, it makes sense for them to do this here, and it boosts uh, Big E. I really feel like it speaks to the selflessness of McIntyre, and it's probably not all about that, but I do think there's a there's an underlying belief there with just how he values and appreciates, you know, pro wrestling's legacy uh, and the WWE legacy as we maybe perceive, at least I do, is being tainted by poor decisions and bad booking on a regular basis. This is, you know, an opportunity to do the right thing for a good talent. Um, and, and again, Drew's going to head to SmackDown, and this won't impact him in any way. Um, the, the big thing with both title matches that's been hanging over my head as I've been thinking and preparing as little as I have for just this conversation is the big upcoming, okay, well, Survivor Series is right around the corner. Do they do something wacky with the titles that then leads us to a match at Survivor Series when it's champion versus champion? Again, not, not both belts in the line, just champions clashing. Um, and I go, I don't know that they pull that trigger here. Sorry for the, sorry for the analogy trigger, probably the wrong terminology there. Um, they don't, they don't do that here in my opinion. Um, but I, I think that leads us more into the, the latter match that we'll talk about. Biggie retains the title as my pick here um, over Drew. It's a statement win for however long he's champion. Um, and it, it helps. I think it helps bring Biggie to another level. But I think in the end, they're going to shake hands and have respect because there's been that underpinning of that in this whole uh, build. Yeah, and it's kind of, if I've read things right, and I haven't seen a ton of Raw, to be fair, but it's kind of been, Drew's always been kind of like, I got you a little bit, I'm the, you know, crafty veteran kind of thing. And then, I mean, the story is Big E overcomes the crafty veteran, and the crafty veteran pays the respect. I 100% agree with you on that. You know, it seems like they're kind of behind Big E as champion. I don't, at first I thought it might just be a really short run, but I mean, he was on like the Big Ten kickoff thing with Iowa, like he did the voiceover for the pregame for them for Fox. Like, that's kind of big stuff. Um, so that's cool. And he's from Iowa. But um, I don't know. That's pretty cool and and not something I would have guessed would have happened, especially so soon for Big E. Uh, I, I hope they stay behind him because I like Big E. You and I have both been fans of his and thought he should have had this chance long ago. Um, glad he's getting the chance now. I hope he has a good run. I, honestly, I hope he holds the title at least until WrestleMania. At least until WrestleMania, if not longer. Um, so... I, to me, obviously, that means Biggie's my pick here. There's, there's no way they're sending the world, the WWE title to, to SmackDown because Roman Reigns is already on SmackDown, has a belt, and Brock Lesnar's a free agent, so I guess he could win the title and and come hang out on Raw, but he can go anywhere he wants. Apparently, seems to be the way they're telling that story. So Biggie wins this. I think it'll be good. I think it'll put put Biggie over well, and I definitely agree with you. I think it's the respect thing at the end. McIntyre kind of giving him the nod of approval and. Uh, and that'll be be good, um, be another good defense for Big E. Um, I think they can have a really good match. So, so the last match uh, that we have to pick is the Universal Title match: Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Defends versus Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman obviously will play a huge role in this match. They've they've teased a lot of things. Um, Lesnar signed the contract without reading it on Friday night, and. Uh, when you know Rain said you're an idiot for not reading it, I first thought they were going to add a stipulation or something, and they didn't seem to do that. And then Brock said, "I already read it earlier today with my advocate Paul Heyman," and walks off. Um, I kind of like Brock in this kind of like 
I'm one step ahead of you, baby face character. Um, I know it's kind of fun. It's a different side to see of Brock, um, which is, has been kind of fun. You know, it's funny. I feel like we've seen Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns a hundred times one-on-one. They, this is actually only their fourth or fifth, depending on how you want to count it, one-on-one match. Doesn't seem quite that that small. Um, of course, their first one-on-one match turned into a triple threat match uh, with Seth Rollins back at WrestleMania play button um, and and Seth cashing in. So it was a one-on-one match for a while, and then Seth cashes in kind of halfway through the match or part of the way into the match. Then they had Brock as two-and-one in the matches that actually ended as one-on-one matches uh, between the two. He won at WrestleMania 34, and then he beat Roman in a cage match in 2018 in Saudi Arabia. And then Roman um, got his win back at SummerSlam later that year in 2018. So they actually haven't had a one-on-one match in three years. I would not have guessed that. If you would have said, Jim, how long has it been since Roman and Brock had a one-on-one match? I'd be like, it's been a year or two at most. It's been three years, over three years, since they've had a one-on-one match. Uh, And actually, since that SummerSlam 18 match, the only match they've both been in was Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, and I don't know that they had any interaction. I don't think they did because Lesnar got eliminated by Drew like kind of early in that rumble, if I remember right. Like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. He came in and tossed a bunch of people, and then Drew came in and kicked him when Ricochet helped him. All that said, you and I have said for a long time on this show that when somebody beats Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns, it needed to be somebody that you were trying to make. And they did that with Big E. We can argue argue with WWE, not with each other, because I think we're kind of both on the same side, about whether they did that in a way that helped Big E as much as it could have. I I think it it did okay, but I think it could have been done better to make him look stronger. But that's not what we're talking about here in this match. Uh, Brock Lesnar doesn't need to be made. (laughs) Brock Lesnar is fine. Brock Lesnar should not beat Roman Reigns here. I don't even really want Paul Heyman to be the one that costs Lesnar the match. Although I think that could happen. Um, and then we see Brock Lesnar, you know, Paul really hasn't gotten a lot of phys- involved very physically in things in a long time, but I could see Paul getting an F5 here or somewhere soon. If he's willing to take that bump, I don't know his health situation, his neck and back and all of those kinds of things. But uh, yeah, Roman Reigns is winning this match. Actually, I actually think it'll be a good match though. I think, I think they're going to beat the tar out of each other because that's what they've done every other time they've been in the ring. Um, so I actually think it'll be a decent decent match, but Roman Reigns wins the match. Yeah, this is this has been fun to watch develop and build, uh, and and you and you named a lot of those reasons. Um, you know the way that that Brock you know has been using Paul Heyman against Roman Reigns uh, in a way uh, trying to outsmart Roman. Um, it, it's a different character for Brock because usually he just comes in and just wrecks people and, you know, I'm a BA and that's what that's what it's all about. And it's been a little bit deeper here in this in this layout. I know we've talked about for the longest time that someone, when they beat Roman, it has to make them. When I think about the SmackDown roster, I don't know who that could be at all now granted I'm, not, I'm i'm saying that without looking at the roster and giving it some really you know critical you know thought or critical analysis so then that makes me go well does does brock win the title here like is that something that wwe would do and i go 
I wouldn't put it past them. I don't think it would be the smart move. Uh, you know, and then and then I also then say, okay, like again, back to my comment about Survivor Series and champion versus champion. I think on paper, Roman versus Big E would make a lot of sense. Um, it would be the right thing to do, the smart thing to do. It would draw fans. Big E versus Brock, is that the same thing? You know, not not unless you're going to have Big E win that, because that then boosts Big E even more than, than you'd have. The problem with either of those matches, I don't think you have Big E win them, but he should. Then that, 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 there lies the, the challenge. Um Correct me if I'm wrong, and again, I know that you've you know you've been trying to stipend the, the the research team on a little bit better basis. So we may have this information may be missing. For for a number of years, that title was one of the titles was switching in the week or ten days leading up to to Survivor Series. I don't think that happened last year. Does that sound familiar to you? It seems right. Okay, and I appreciate you for that because you know, again, if if we if we if the monkeys in the back, the you know the third the third spot monkey the monkeys in the truck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it was Roman and Drew, so I feel like yeah, there wasn't probably a title yeah. change. No, no. So 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 whatever the the practice had been, wherever the fans were conditioned to, they obviously pivoted from that. So then maybe that's a that maybe that's the new thing. So we don't want to have that be a consideration of what could happen. Again, WWE you just kind of never know. I feel like this could go either way, to be totally honest with you. Um we have three differences. I like that, and I want to stay competitive, and I want to stay close. So I won't go with Brock Lesnar out of respect for our competition, um, even though I do think there's a chance. Yeah, call me. Yep, yep. Go ahead, Biff Cannon. Call me yellow. I don't care. Um, I'm going to go with Roman as well. Um, but if we talk next week about this and Brock Lesnar is the universal champion, I will not be surprised. Well, I just, uh, you know, we do our fantasy wrestling picks. We talk about them on here a lot of times, and, and there we do confidence points. I put a six on Roman out of nine. So uh, I, I feel fairly good about that. Would I be totally shocked? No, because it's Brock Lesnar, um, and I'm never shocked when Brock Lesnar wins a match. Um, you know, that's kind of like Roman. I mean, so either way this goes, I, I won't be shocked unless they do it in some shocking way, and that would be nice if they could do something that I go, wow. Didn't see that being the way they went about this. You know, that's kind of cool. That's creative. That's something new. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I hope ultimately out of this that uh, after the show, we hear it was a decent show. And and maybe something fun happened or creative that we didn't see coming. Um, I, I have heard, um, I apologize if I spoil this for you, Tom, but I don't feel like you, you know, you're waiting with bated breath for the show, so I don't feel like I am. I, I saw a headline today. I did not read the article, so I don't know if it's reputable at all, but somebody had posted that The Undertaker has been spotted in Saudi Arabia, um, so whether he makes an appearance on this show, uh, doubt he does anything in the ring necessarily. Maybe he comes out and choke slams somebody. There's not necessarily anything on this show that makes me think like, oh, there it is, you know, like I don't know. They don't have like a spirit squad or somebody like that who, you know, um, but could you have Jinder Mahal come out and do something and get choke slammed, or could you have, 
I don't know. Sam, well, no, Sami Zayn's definitely not going to Saudi Arabia. Um, so it's not Sammy. He would he would work well if he was there, but that's not happening. Um, I don't know. Again, strange when you have to book your company around things like that. Maybe it ought to tell you something. Um, just, and if it's if it's the mo of what whomever is the the funder of Crown Jewel shows in Saudi for there to be. It fits the narrative for Undertaker right. to be there. So, right. Um, yeah. So, I hope this show turns out to be a good show. Hope it uh, exceeds the the fairly low expectations that it sounds like you and I have. Um, I, you know, there probably won't be anything wrong in the ring. Uh, there's a lot of talented people on this on this card, and then Bill Goldberg. So, you know, I don't know. Um, Goldberg had his place back in the day, but it's we're. 15 years past that time and it's time to move on probably more than 15 years. Actually. Now that I think about the fact that 15 years ago was 2006, I'm old. So are you? Sorry, Tom. <laughs> it's okay. That came up in conversation with my wife this week. So I'm yeah. no, no harm, no foul. Okay, good. <laughs> just, uh, when I said 15 years and thinking that was back in like 97 and like, Oh no, wait, that's like 24 years ago. Great. Cool. Uh, nobody told me there'd be math on two spot monkeys tonight, but, uh, there it is. Tom, anything else you want to say about crown jewel or, or anything in general that you're just, uh, chomping at the bit to, to say, talk about? Sadly, I'm not, uh, again, the, my, my time and my energy has not been on the WWE product lately. Uh, and I'm struggling to, uh, to find some, so maybe, maybe you'll hear a different take next week. If I have a chance to watch some of this show, or if I, find the urge to um, tune into SmackDown or Raw to see what it looks like post-draft. I have a feeling it's not going to look much different than what, it, than what it's been looking like for the last couple of weeks. I sadly think you're correct. Um, I'm I'm slightly interested to see SmackDown for that reason and, and just see, but, you know, it, certainly Friday Night SmackDown has never been appointment viewing for me, at least not in the last number of years um, since I was much, much younger and in a different place in life. Um and most likely I won't watch it unless I have time after I've seen Rampage. I mean, that's just, I, you and I have talked about it. AEW is the, is the go-to for us. Um, Tom, real quick before we sign off, totally different topic. Um, New Japan. Uh, have you been able to watch the G1 at all? I know you were trying to, and you were trying to stay spoiler-free, but I also know you're not spoiler-free because of our Fantasy Wrestling League. Um, you know what the final is, I think, because I think you saw, I think I saw you updated the, the scoring. So uh, just quick thoughts on Abushi Okada being the G1 final. Does that make sense to you? I think it does. You know, I really thought the whole time back to when you had said you really thought it was Jeff Cobb's opportunity and the way the tournament was built um, that, that he was going to end up in that spot. I see how it played out in the last week um, with, with the way the matches fell and how Okada had to overcome Cobb to win, win right. his block. Um in, in a way, I love this match. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, but in a way, I think this speaks to the lack of depth at the top in New Japan, uh, without question. Um, so before too long, and again, this is not a knock on Kota Ibushi or Kazuchika Okada or Tetsuya Naito when he's healthy or Hiroshi Tanahashi, even though I think Tanahashi is definitely you know far the senior in this group. Uh, there needs to be new talent elevated 
and unfortunately those those guys are not the evils the sonatas and so forth of the world um so for for the people for the people who've been, been lamenting new japan this year and i know a lot of it's been Im- impacted by the pandemic um there there's some there's some truth to that lamenting and I think on the younger front, I mean, obviously Shingo is their their world champion, and and I think they've done a nice job building Shingo. And I I'm trying to think, do I think Shingo, assuming he keeps the title, which I kind of think he will until Wrestle Kingdom at least, do I think he defends against Ibushi or Okada? I feel like Okada makes more sense as the big main, you know, because I think Shingo won the belt for. He and Ibushi wrestled for the belt when Osprey had to um, vacate it. Is that right? Does that sound right to you? Correct. Pot research. I, I, I don't recall. Okay. I don't. I don't recall stuff. Yeah. It, 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 I it, never know. at the radio because I know she knows because she follows New Japan very closely, and she's yelling at the radio like either yes, of course you're right, or no, you moron. It was Okada. Um, you know what? It was Okada that Shingo beat for the belt. Because I remember a move she made in the Fantasy Wrestling League the end of last year to make sure she had the champ. It was Okada. Um, and I think that might have been when Ibushi started being ill, if I remember. I don't know. Anyways, playing a lot of guessing games there. Um, I, either match, I think, is worthy of the Wrestle Kingdom main event slot. And, of course, Wrestle Kingdom is three days this coming year. Um, so which day is it the championship match for? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to book that out. Um, and, and the other young gun, obviously, was Will Ospreay. And Will Ospreay is, is right now in the United States uh, doing some really interesting things with the New Japan um, USA crew. And he's also going to appear in MLW and and some other places along the way. Um, gosh, if I'm Ring of Honor, I'm, I'm calling New Japan. If you get Ospreay on your final battle card, even if it doesn't have to be the world title. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bandito versus Will Ospreay, I've seen it. It's good. Um, wouldn't mind seeing it again. Don't have to do it a final battle, but you could do, I don't know, Dragon Lee Will Ospreay. You could do, I don't know. Don't do Brody King Will Ospreay. That seems weird to me. Um, that could be a fun car crash though. And more, and more than a crash. car crash. It could, it could be, it could be, it could be fun. Even though I think Gresham should get the world title shot at final battle, Jonathan Gresham Will Ospreay sounds awesome. Um, so I, I don't know. So I do think there's that, but, but, New Japan, their booking on it, on the whole, has been lackluster the last year or two, and and some of that's pandemic related, but some of that's just it's not like you don't have some talented guys there. So I don't know. Um, and and I, I think coming out of this, Cobb still has a good spot, though. Yeah, and I, so I think with Wrestle Kingdom being spread across three days, something different is going to happen. So I don't know that the outcome of G One tomorrow morning. In the U.S., you know, it's already uh, the 21st in Japan right now as we're recording this. Um, the show it's actually the 21st is, in Michigan as we're talking right now, Tom. I, well, I mean, you know, I don't feel like it, but sure, yeah. Um, I, I just I feel like I feel like they'll they'll do something. They'll attempt to do something new or innovative because of that format. I am excited. Again, I am on the road uh, traveling for work, which is why we're recording so late. And because of Crown Jewel's early start time on Thursday in the States, um, because I'm on the road and because of the way my day is structured tomorrow, there's a good chance that by the time I wake up, um, I'll be able to watch the G1 final live 
um, which will be the first match in the G1 I've watched in a while. I did not, uh, it was not successful in my uh, endeavor to watch a lot of the G1. Um, and in that same space, because I have not been watching a lot of New Japan, once I watch the G1 final tomorrow, hopefully in the morning, I will be canceling my New Japan subscription uh, to save that nine sixty-seven a month um, that that I've been paying regularly since they came back with the G1 um, last summer. Um, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, and it was again one of the newer, fresher things um, in wrestling at the time. Um, but I've been paying for it for over a year now, and not getting my money's worth and that's not their fault that's my fault right right that's not on new japan that's not because they haven't been providing content you just haven't had the time to watch it that's it yeah well everybody uh if you're gonna watch crown jewel if you're listening to this before enjoy or if you did watch crown jewel i hope you enjoyed it um as much as tom and i have kind of bemoaned it uh we both also are very strong believers in watch what you enjoy and if you want to watch crown jewel and that you enjoy that hey have at it and do that and enjoy it. And and really, we mean that. We, I don't want to sound sarcastic at all when I'm saying that. Like, really, enjoy it. If that's what you want to, if that's what you want to spend your time doing, that's what you should do. Um, we'll be back uh, hopefully next Friday, I would think, uh, somewhere around the 29th-ish. Uh, we haven't necessarily set our schedules for that yet, but uh, we'll we'll shoot for that anyways as a, as a goal and uh, be back to chat with you then about all things pro wrestling. Uh, if there's anything coming out of Crown Jewel, we can talk about that, at least update you on the head-to-head and, uh, and get things moving on into November. I don't think, no, it'll be another week or so after that before we need to do full gear picks. So Yeah, but the, uh, the oh, Illumin- no. Eliminator World Title Tournament will be full, in full effect, probably have the brackets for the TBS tournament. So Yeah, those come out on Rampage this week. Um, Rampage or Dynamite, one of them. They're going to be on one of the shows. They're going to reveal that bracket. Uh, quick, quick aside, Boy, that World Eliminator feels like it could have had some other people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that next week because I think we will have seen a couple of the matches by then. And I just I uh, I don't know. Um, I I think we know what the final is. We talked about that last week a little bit, and it sure seems to be set up that way. But uh, I like ten. Just don't know that I'd put him in there before, like Adam Cole, Christian Cage, or Jungle Boy, or. I could go on a long list here before 10. I, and I like 10, but I just don't think they built him or he should be in there. But anyways, we could go on a whole other hour rant about that if we let ourselves. And again, it's late. So we're going to let you guys go back to whatever you're doing. Enjoy whatever you're watching. Stay safe. And we will talk to you again soon here at Two Spot Monkeys Live. See ya. <laughs>